We just heard from the gospel that in response to John the Baptist's question whether Jesus is the one who was to come or should we look for someone else, Jesus pointed to his actions. Go and show John again those things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Here becomes visible the message and the mission of Jesus Christ. He has come to save us from the power of sin, evil, and death, and to make us whole in every way. This is the gospel, the true, good, and joyful news. We are saved and reconciled to God, and we know that nothing is able to separate us from God's grace and love. John the Baptist, who now imprisoned, sent his disciples to Jesus, was in the service of the same message and mission. His vocation was to prepare the way for the Lord and call people to repentance. Since Jesus himself calls John the prophet, John the Baptist a prophet, and even greater than a prophet, it is interesting and important to see what his preaching was like and about. In the third chapter of the Gospel of Luke, it is written how John the Baptist exhorted people to repent and warned them of divine judgment. Among other things, the Gospel speaks about how different people came to John with a question of how they should live so that it would be right in God's eyes. I quote, And the people asked him, saying, What shall we do then? He answered and said unto them, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he that hath meat, let him do likewise. Then came also publicans to be baptized, and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? And he said unto them, Exact no more than that which is appointed you. And the soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, And what shall we do? And he said unto them, Do violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. I see here not only three different groups of people, but rather three different levels of moral life, which concern everyone 
and exist side by side in many of us, often even interwoven with each other. The first of these, the lowest, is that represented by the soldiers in the gospel. John the Baptist tells them not to do violence or injustice to anyone. This is the first and most obvious thing. Don't do evil. And if you do, stop immediately. I remember a conversation from my early youth with my uncle, who was an internationally known and respected military historian and probably one of the world's best experts on the Napoleonic Wars. In a few days, it will be 20 years since his death. He was not even 50 years old when he died, probably killed by Russian counterintelligence, as he was also one of the most important people in shaping the defense strategy of our country. Our conversation dealt with the Estonian War of Independence in 1918 to 1920. While Soviet Russia was more successful in the first months of the war, from January 1919, the Estonian defense forces pushed the Russians out of Estonia quite quickly and moved the front deep into Russia's borders thus making Estonia almost the only country in world history that has militarily defeated Russia over the past centuries. At the beginning of 1920, however, an armistice was first made with Russia and a little later a peace treaty was also concluded and the Estonian troops withdrew to the borders of our own country. As a boy, I didn't like it. And I asked my uncle why they did that, why they couldn't have gone on fighting and taken some of Russia's territory. My uncle answered me, because they were good Christians and took the first opportunity to stop the killing. These words are still in my mind, and I have always tried to follow them in my life. Just like I said before, don't do evil, and if you do, stop immediately, at the first opportunity. This is exactly what John the Baptist said to the soldiers who came to him and asked what they should do. The second level of moral life is that which is represented in the gospel by publicans. That is, mostly quite unjust tax collectors who had sold themselves to the service of the Roman occupation regime and were therefore considered public sinners. To them said John the Baptist, exact no more than that which is appointed you. The publicans 
were not violent like soldiers, nor can it necessarily be said that they did something evil. Yes, they did something that many people disliked, but it was still prescribed by law. And if they had good will, they could avoid corruption while doing their work. If the first step in our moral life is to immediately stop doing evil and abstain from injustice, the next step is to fulfill our duties responsibly and without seeking personal gain through corruption. If we evaluate in this light what we often see in our society, especially in the political and financial spheres, then we must unfortunately admit that around us there is a lot of the mindset of publicans who pursue their personal corrupt gains. And there is also a lot of arrogant thinking that I am allowed everything I want and can do. The moral way of behaving is that even if you can do something for your own personal gain, even if it's within the law, you don't have to do it, at least not all the time, especially when it is done at the expense of other people, as it should go without saying that doing anything that might humiliate or harm others should be completely out of the question. The third level of moral life is manifested in what John the Baptist said to those who were actually the first to come to him. He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none, and he that hath meat, let him do likewise. This means that we must not only refrain from evil and the pursuit of unjust gain, but the truly virtuous person is one who is willing to do more than what he is obligated to do and to give up something that is rightfully his. At this point, I can praise the United States of America, which has been and is still the number one most charitable nation in the world. According to research, 42% of Americans volunteer to help some charitable organization. 61% of Americans have donated to a charity and 72% of Americans are ready to help a stranger. This is definitely a mentality to hold on to and be thankful for. It is not something that we should boast about or that makes us better human beings or better Christians than others. However, it is something that shows that we are serious 
about being Christians and human beings. Because this is the central message of our Christian faith. No, not that we should be nice to each other, but that God himself has done and continues to do immeasurably more for us than we need and deserve. Jesus says in today's gospel, And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. I have sometimes heard it said that Christianity is the religion of the weak, and that the strong, those who can handle themselves, do not need it. Yes, Christianity is the religion of the weak, because we are weak and unworthy before God. But at the same time, Christianity is a religion which makes the weak strong and able to see those next to us who are even weaker, to share with them what we have, and even give ourselves for them if necessary. Just as God has given his only begotten Son to make us whole in him in every way and give us the fullness and joy of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.